stop. Yes. Period. Yep. Yep. That's You're right. Me. You're right. You're right, man. You're absolutely right. I, I just. Uh. Uh, I know it's just it's just, it's discouraging because it's such a it really is a nice state, but you know I, I'm a firm believer that God didn't make this planet for a select few. That's right. That's um, right. You know that's what I believe. You know, but I I'm an unusual animal, but I. <laughs> I don't know the water. The, the problem they're going to have down here is water. The more people move in here, um, you, know, the, you know, me being from Atlanta, um, with that big controversy over the Chattahoochee. Remember that was oh yes, with Georgia. Yeah, and Georgia said, "Well, no, you're not taking our water. Forget it." Right, right, absolutely. And then, they, then they threatened, basically threatened the state of Florida. Well, Atlanta is the, is the number one distribution hub in the South. Listen. How about, if we cut, how about if we cut you off from that? Right, exactly. Hey, listen, you know, we're, we're, about to NPR, we're, about to go, we're about to go into NPR. We're about to go into NPR. Hang tight. Uh, we'll be right back, okay? Live from NPR News, I'm Giles Snyder. The State Department says Secretary of State Antony Blinken will make a stop in Japan to offer his condolences to the Japanese people following the assassination of former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe. He's due in Tokyo after visiting Thailand today following a G20 meeting in Indonesia where he told his Chinese counterpart that the U.S. has concerns about China's support for Russia. After its invasion of Ukraine, here's Michael Sullivan reporting. Secretary of State Blinken avoided Russia's foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, at the gathering. So did several other Western foreign ministers, as attendees discussed two issues related to Russia's invasion of Ukraine, world food security and energy supplies. Secretary of State Blinken told his Chinese counterpart that Beijing's support for Russia is complicating already strained relations between the U.S. and China, Blinken also told Wang Yi the U.S. is concerned about what he called China's increasingly provocative rhetoric and activity near Taiwan. China insists it hasn't taken sides in the war in Ukraine, but has declined to condemn Russia's invasion. Michael Sullivan, NPR News, Chiang Rai. Thailand. Rescuers in Ukraine searching for survivors in the rubble of a five-story apartment building. Officials say it was hit by a Russian missile strike. At least 15 people reported dead. Officials say more than 20 remain missing. Former President Donald Trump held a rally in Alaska last night, making good on his pledge to get back at Senator Lisa Murkowski. He claims she turned on him. In his last days in office, Alaska Public Media's Liz Ruskin reports. Trump endorsed Senate candidate Kelly Chewbacca and former Governor Sarah Palin, who's running for U.S. House. Trump once said he'd campaign for anyone with a pulse to defeat Murkowski. He urged Alaskans to vote her out. Get Murkowski out of here. Because she's not a Republican. She is not a Republican. Of the seven Republican senators who voted to convict at Trump's second impeachment, only Murkowski is running for re-election this year. But Alaska has a new nonpartisan primary, and Murkowski is likely to be one of the four candidates who advance to the November ballot. For NPR News, I'm Liz Ruskin in Anchorage. In Texas, residents of Uvalde, including the father of one of the children, Children killed in the mass shooting in May have organized a march and rally to remember the victims. It's scheduled for this evening, as Texas Public Radio's Camille Phillips reports. The plan is to gather at Robb Elementary and march to the plaza in downtown Uvalde for a rally. The official flyer calls it a march for unheard voices. Some organizers have said the march is a call for accountability and increased school safety. Others said they are calling for gun reform. And you're listening to NPR News. One of Mexico's most controversial former presidents has died at the age of 100. Luis Echeverria Alvarez, who led the country during the financially tumultuous 1970s, is best remembered for his repressive tactics against pro-democracy and leftist activists. Here's NPR's Kerry Khan. Luisa Echeverria, long a stalwart in Mexico's once powerful institutional revolutionary or pre-party, was widely reviled in the country. In 1968, as interior secretary, he was accused of ordering the massacre of pro-democracy students in the run-up to Mexico's hosting of the Summer Olympics. Hundreds were believed to have been murdered. As president in 1971, he was also blamed for the killing of dozens of student demonstrators. During his tenure from 1970 to 76, 
He oversaw one of the most repressive chapters in Mexico's so-called dirty war, yet publicly sided with socialist governments in the hemisphere. In 2006, Echeverria was put under house arrest after being charged for the massacres. Later in life, he was barely seen in public once last year to get a COVID vaccine. Carrie Kahn, NPR News, Mexico City. The men's singles final at the Wimbledon tennis tournament is just getting underway. Novak Djokovic and Nick Kyrgios are on center court with Kyrgios seeking his first Grand Slam title. Djokovic trying to claim his 21st. Yesterday, Elena Rybakina won the women's title. She was born in Moscow, but switched her nationality a few years ago and is now the first player from Kazakhstan to win a Grand Slam championship. I'm Joel Snyder, NPR News. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include Jarl and Pamela Moon. Thanking the people who make public radio great every day and also those who listen. And the John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation at MacFound.org. Hey, Tampa Bay, this is Josh Morrow from Josh, Brian, and Esme's Big Gay Radio Show. WMNF is benefiting from Drag Queen Bingo with Alexis Delamere at Quinch Lounge in Largo, Thursday, July 14th at 8 p.m. That's right, Josh. This is Alexis Delamere, your hostess for Drag Bingo. Let's raise some money for WMNF Community Radio at Quinch Lounge in Largo. Quinch Lounge is located at the intersection of Omerton Road and 66th Street in North Largo. You must be 21 years or older to enjoy... Enjoy this event. Great prizes from Casa del Merman at Gay St. P House, Bulge Apparel and Gift City Boar, The Ladies Room, Tampa Bay Brewing Company, What About the Dog Pet Services, and WMNF Swag. Food and drinks are available. That's July 14th at 8 p.m. Drag Queen Bingo with Alexis de la Mer at Quench Lounge supporting WMNF Community Radio. More information online at WMNF.org. We want to say a huge thank you to Quench Lounge, Casa del Merman at Gay St. P house, Bulge Apparel and Gifts in Ebor, the Ladies Room, the Tampa Bay Brewing Company, What About the Dog Pet Services, thank you for supporting Community Radio and thank you for listening. And we're back here on the Sunday Forum. Yes. It is now seven minutes, seven minutes after the hour of 9 a.m. <laughs> right here on this beautiful Sunday morning. Yes, it's, it's raining. It, well, it's raining. So no. is it raining right uh-huh. now? Yeah, is look at raining? the look at the camera. Is it? Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> this, that was weird, man. No, it, it's gonna rain every day. Yeah, but you know, and it is hurricane season, of course. Yeah, it is. So I'm not surprised entirely, but what what got me is the fact that the sun was shining all the way in. It does that, like it'll. So I mean. Sometimes it'll rain early. Sometimes it'll rain later in the afternoon. Sometimes it'll rain in the evening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or sometimes it'll rain twice or three times, whatever. Yeah. That's that's Florida for you. That's right. That's right. (laughs) We got some responses here on on the Facebook. We're going to read them in a little bit. But first, first, we're going to have a little music. (laughs) Okay. Have a little music. Ready? Mm -hmm. All right. So one of my favorite groups is Steely Dan. Don't start, folks. Don't try to act never like you've never heard of Steely Dan. You may not because of generational differences. Yumiko. But let me tell you, there are... Yumiko's the youngest of us here. Yes, I was born in the 80s, 87. Yes, yes. yes. So now you know my age. Anyway. And <laughs> if I tell you to put that out there, I, nobody told you to put that out there, Yumiko. Okay. <laughs> So we have uh, Steely Dan is one of my favorite. Donald Fagan, absolute favorite. Uh, so we're gonna play okay. something my mom used to. My mom used to play this type of stuff all the time, like easy listening, easy rock type stuff. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, that and jazz, right? Well, what is this similar to? The what? What kind of? Is it sort of like? Is it? Is is it like the Beatles or is it's it? It's like, kind of like blue eyed soul, if you will, right? Or yacht. Yacht rock, is it called? Yacht rock. What yacht is that? rock. Isn't that something that's crazy? Is it? That white people came up with this thing called yacht rock, mm-hmm. and so it's cool stuff. Because I'm gonna tell you, so so deaf, uh, and Jermaine Dupri came up with mm-hmm. uh, a remake of one of the one of the songs by Christopher Cross. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. So hey, listen, this this is not one of the songs that you can you can you cannot really remake this song. Okay. I can't imagine that anybody would. Mm. And it's called Hey 19. Hey 19. And this is by Steely Dan. 
So right. check it out right here on the Sunday Forum. And we'll be back just afterwards. All right.
That's Hey 19 by Steely Dan, released in 1980 uh, and released on the Gaucho album. And that is one of the greatest songs of our time. Yeah, Here's like I was saying to you when we were off air, it sounded like the Bee Gees yeah. a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it does. It really does. But yeah. of course, that goes along with the Blue Eyed Soul thing mm-hmm. that that was a phenomenon, if you will, of the 1970s mm-hmm. and going late late 60s, I say, going into the 70s and, and the early 80s, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And there was an effort not to steal at that particular time you know you had black music that was being performed by black artists yeah. and then white people began to create this music that was very similar mm-hmm. breaking into into the whole the whole soul R&B funk genre yeah right mm-hmm. and they were good at it right they were and these guys and the, the, the soft rock soft rock Mm -hmm. began to emerge as something that was popular, right? And, hey, you know, you end up with a Hall & Oates. That equals Hall & Oates. That equals the Bee Gees. That equals, um, you know, groups like this, Steely Dan. And um, Sunshine, uh, uh, Casey and the Sunshine Band. Yes. And a lot of, of these groups... And or individuals that led groups that we didn't even know were, were, were white. Yeah. <laughs> we, what, what was that group's name? O Oats and what did they Hall sound? Hall and Oats. Yeah, they yeah. sounded like yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, love their music. That was there, but they came up in a time where all their influences were, were black. Were black. Mm-hmm. Like the Temptations and the, right, right. Um, Rick James and all of them. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Actually, that woman that used to sing with Red James, what was her name? Tinori. Yeah. Yes, she, sir. I did not even know she was white. Woo! <laughs> I used to listen to her when I was growing up, and then when I found out she was white, I said, oh. And she was 16 years old when she met Rick James. Oh, okay. And he produced her. The way he way he found out about her was mm-hmm. he happened to be in the, he was in the studio. Yeah. And he heard this little white girl singing, but didn't realize that she was white. <laughs> And I don't think it really mattered to him. It just, but he assumed yeah. that what he was going to see in there was a little black girl. Mm-hmm. He went down the hallway. Here's it. Went down the hallway and saw. Yeah, she this was white. Unassuming little white girl, <laughs> and then brought her back and said, hey, "I'm going to produce you." Yep. And she's like, "Okay." So there, there you go. Yeah, and her album went platinum, didn't it? Or number oh, one? Royal? That yeah. is, I mean, number one is understatement. Yeah. Man, that's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You know what? I hear you. Is that you, Mobili? <laughs> yeah, I love fire desire. All right, so that's what we're going. That's what we're going to do. That we are going to do it right now. We're going to play some Tina Marie, and and and, and then we're going to get back to it. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna lay back into you now. Okay, what I want song these are phone calls coming in. Fire and desire, baby. <laughs> Right here on the Sunday Forum. But more than that, I think of how you changed me with your love and sensitivity. Remember when I used to.
been gone, I don't think I've ever felt this way before <laughs> You know, it's funny how a man can change so quickly from a cold-blooded person Thinking he's God's gift to women Remember how I used to do that? <laughs> I must have been crazy then Remember when you used to Did you lip sync it? <laughs> I oh, no, I could have sung it, but I'm not going to. So. <laughs> I know you can sing. I know you, we gonna get you. We gonna get you. We gonna sing on this show one day. One yes, way or another. one day I will, but not today. Not today. <laughs> not yeah, today. she she ended up with the with with, the, with black men, didn't she? Yeah, because she she liked. She oh liked yeah, 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 she yeah. Absolutely, I'm pretty man. sure. Yeah, I'm pretty her sure. daughter is half black, half white. Is it? Mm-hmm. I, I've i never seen a kid I've never seen her kid either never But that's what the, I, I didn't know what she had I, I did I watched the Behind the Music You remember the VH1 uh, Behind the Music Yeah But they used to broadcast Yeah they did one on her And uh, they said she had a daughter uh-huh. Okay yeah. Alright cool yeah. and, and her and Rick James Did get together I'm sure you knew that Didn't you Yeah that was always a rumor mm. But because of but her they, age They did They got together They had to keep that Quiet yeah. or whatever So mm-hmm. But fire and desire. Fire and desire yes. right here on the Sunday Forum. 24 minutes, 24 minutes after the hour of 9 a.m. It's now a very beautiful colors. morning. Hey, we have Norman Urkin. What's happening? Mike Randolph, what's going on? Thank you for joining us here on the Sunday Forum. Uh, Rob Lorai. Rob Lorai is listening, y'all. Oh, hello. Hey, Rob. <laughs> Hi, Rob. Nick Martinez, what's going on? The Let's sun see. is shining. The sun is shining. It's out. Yeah, boy, I saw you had to do this place with Tina Marie and Rick James, Jack. That's it. Hey. And sun is shining. And the sun is shining. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. That song, too. That's right. That's right. All right. (laughs) All right. Okay. Everybody loves the sunshine. Yes. Hey. All right. So we got two calls. Let's go to it. Let's get it. Caller, you're on the Sunday Forum. Hey, good morning. Is that me? Yes, yes, it, it is. is. Good morning. Hey, um, I, I guess I, I don't know if I recall correctly, the last caller's name was Rob as well. Is that correct? <laughs> I don't I, I don't know. Remember well, that's been, that's been some time ago, yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to uh, put a shout out for uh, um, Reverend Barber, the Poor People's Campaign. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They just had yeah, a march so, a couple of weeks ago. 
Yeah, yeah, he's you know he, I've been listening to his uh, 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 webinars, and you know he's been doing some really great work for quite a while now. Mm-hmm. Okay, what well, what now? What has he been doing? Let let everybody know what he's been doing. Well, I, I, you know, I think the beauty of what his messaging is is uh, it isn't necessarily black or white. It's not a you know it's not a race issue. It's it's really the fact that uh, there's too much disparity, you know, in the economy. Mm-hmm. So so the more you know, we can shout him out uh, uh, just in the sense of getting more involvement. I, I, you know, I don't know if you have a correct or an ab- absolute direction to this show. But I know that you were putting a request out for hey, let's let's get some solutions. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Listen, dude, that 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 is absolutely uh, what I'm looking for. And and if you know, what, what is he doing specifically? Is there anything in particular that he's doing that that's mobilizing people? I mean, what, what is he doing that 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 uh, is significantly different or, you know, well, what does he do? It doesn't matter whether it's significant or not in terms of the difference. He's moving. So what is he doing? Well, I think Mobili uh, uh, called out, you know, that June uh, uh, 18th, 19th, I believe he did it on uh, Juneteenth. But, you know, he had a, a fantastic uh, collection of, 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 of poor people and, uh, and people who want to get some, uh, uh, some right action, so we say. Going and you know they marched on the mall and and you know we didn't get a lot of press on that right, uh, right. Um, because this is part of the challenge we have is uh, is speaking this more disparity but yeah right. it's it's a very skewed uh, uh, conversation in this country these days and it's it's problematic because uh, you know the more we could mobilize uh, you know so I'll maybe I'll, I'll just finish with the point of a Barbara Barbara calls for you know the people don't recognize their own power and if and if, if enough people could be, you know, Ralph Nader has been saying this for years, you know, the, you know, the people hold much more power than they know. Absolutely. Absolutely. 110% right. So, and so there's what Reverend Barber said. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we need to make certain that people understand that they are the greatest resource anywhere. I mean, they're important. People are important. These are people-powered movements. These type of movements are people power movements, and we need people to understand that their self worth. Because you're poor does not does not strike you out from being able to change something in, in your own community. It, you are you put your pants on just like everybody else does, you know. So you get up in the morning just like everybody else does, and you move. Just like everybody else does. So why can't we, we have to get past this thing of thinking, again, as I said before many, many times, that we are in this bubble that that does not allow us to function beyond where we are or to think outside of where we are. We are being impacted. We are being colonized. We are We are being affected in some very, very major ways and that has to change but the only people that are going to be able to change it is us right I think uh, I'm glad that caller raised Reverend William Barber's name because he has been uh, a tireless fighter uh, on these issues he's picking up back in 2017 he drew on the unfinished work of Dr. Martin Luther King Mm -hmm. in his 1968 Poor People's Campaign which called for a revolution of values. And Reverend Barber is calling it the repairs of the breach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's partnered with the uh, Carroll Center for Religious Rights and Social Justice. And um, they launched the Poor People's Campaign, a national call for moral revival, which they did March on Juneteenth weekend, on June 18th, actually. And um, this uh, campaign challenges five interlocking issues, which I think are perfect for what you're calling for this morning, Walter. He These interlocking issues were systemic racism, systemic poverty, the war economy, ecological devastation. Mm-hmm. That's the important part for today. And the distorted moral narrative of religious nationalism. And he seeks to build an agenda rooted in what he calls love, justice, and a moral 
framework. So he's continuing this uh, campaign that Martin Luther King had embarked upon in the year that he was killed. Right. That poor people's campaign picked up the ball and that that the big five could not could not pick up. Right. After King's uh, assassination. So we're glad that that's the case. We're glad that's the case and love to see him love to see him move the way he does. Love to see him move the way he does. And we need more people that are able to do that. We got to have more people oh. able to do that. Yeah, I'll just give you my uh, conclusion and said that you know I was listening and uh, you know you went down south to the global south, right? And you did some research or whatever you, you know, you you came out of there with some intellectual uh, understanding, and and I challenge you because uh, you know there's so many uh, layers and levels of dysfunction seemingly kind of hitting an apex lately, uh, over you know even since Reverend Barber started. Absolutely. That, uh, you know, for him to get any traction has been so challenging. And I, I think we did call out this current administration for being woefully inadequate. Right. Um, so just in the broader picture, uh, you know, going to the Global South is fantastic because it does bring up the, the, the larger uh, world politics that we're, we're currently, you know, uh, kind of uh, working through, shall we say. Right. Uh, but I, I guess the, the challenge with that is, is the common folk, you know, on the street, general populace, yeah, the, the, the chasm has gotten so great that they're just trying to do what they can to keep, you know, their head above water. Right. Right. Uh, right. It's, it's a major challenge. So, you know, I just give out, throw out prayers, and, uh, and I'm so happy to see uh, Reverend Barber doing his work and, and any of the uh, community organizing, you know, you guys yourselves are doing some fantastic work in Tampa. Hey man, thank you very much. Good work, and uh, you know we just keep on moving forward. As Reverend Barber says so adequately and so profoundly, you know he's such a gifted speaker. Yeah, yes, yeah. absolutely is. Hey, uh, and thank you, man, for calling in uh, the Sunday Forum. We appreciate it. Uh, it's 33 minutes, 33 minutes after the hour. Let, let me tell you, uh, of 9 o'clock, let me tell you something, guys. Uh, City of Tampa has an event going on this Thursday on July 14th from 3.30 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. at the C. Blythe Andrew Public Library, Andrews Public Library. Uh, we're going to do what's called the Soul Walk Party. Hmm. The Soul Walk Party. <laughs> right? Tell us about that. Not Soul to the Pole, the Soul Walk Party. Party. So what what's going to happen is this. Um, it's a part of the Archives Awareness Week, the City of Tampa Archives Awareness Week. And it is the Soul Walk History Party, which, which is coming back after COVID, since after COVID, to share their thrilling days of yesteryear. Bring your old photographs, documents to the library for scanning uh, over to C. Blythe Andrews, Andrews Public Library. Okay. Have a great story. We will also be recording oral histories. This event will celebrate Tampa's 135th birthday, and light refreshments will be served. The city of Tampa is committed to preserving Tampa's African-American heritage, and that is a great, great event. I'm sure uh, if, you, if you go, you'll have a great time. I will be, I'm going. I'm going. Got to see you. What day is this? This is uh, July July 14th. This Thursday, July 14th. And uh, watch out for the week of activities July 10th through the 16th uh, this week. Watch out for uh, Archives Awareness Week. City of Tampa, Archives Awareness Week. This is the Soul Walk History Party. Soul Walk History Party. Thursday, July 14th, 3.30 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. See Blythe Andrews Jr. Public Library at 2607 East Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard right here in good old Tampa, Florida. Shout out to Frank Crum <laughs> and his crew. Thank you, Frank. Here we got it. That's just information. We got three callers on the line. All right. Oh, so, boy. Let's see what... Caller, what you are on the Sunday Forum. Folks got to tell us. Let's go. Hello. Good oh, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, good morning everybody. Miko, you on the Sunday forum? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've been missing, so uh, yeah. uh, welcome back. Thank you. Yeah, this is the ROE, and I was just calling in because I was enjoying the conversation as usual. 
and I want to make a comment or two if I could in passing. Okay. All right. uh, yeah, uh, one of the things, uh, Walt, you played Tina, that was Tina Marie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I got to see her in Washington, D.C. when I first went up there in Fort DuPont Park. Oh, man. I served thousands of black people, basically. No violence, nothing. Yeah, that was one of the sweetest moments of my life, so I, I just wanted to lay that on you. Okay. And I did. Right. Yeah, and I did a little research on the two she was from D.C. and stuff. Um, but the other thing was, you guys know who invented the air conditioner? Mm-mm. It was a black man. Thank you very much. Thank you very, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Because me and my granddaughter, I was telling her the other day, we did a little uh, science project. I'm always trying to stimulate her brain. Like we, I asked her the question, what temperature can a human body stand? And so she looked at us and she came back and she said, 108, granddad. I said, woo-wee. From 103 to how many more degrees? So I said, well, okay. So what happens? She said, it turns to like, Jelly, your body turn. You turn to jelly. I was like, okay, so that's where we at, folks. Just want y'all to know that. <laughs> All the, and, and that might be why so, so many people with a little bit of money, or so few people with a lot of money, are trying to get the H away from here. And and that's very pathetic because we're supposed to be stewards of everything: stewards over our families, stewards over our communities, stewards over our women, and all of this as men, and I think they've done a lot more than drop the ball. Okay, i leave it like that. So, I mean, anybody else can bite on it like they want to, but y'all have a good day and blessings, and I uh, hope we don't reach 108. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You it have a good day, like too. It. Oh, gosh. Right. Bye. The, the, the gentleman who he's referring to is Louis H. Latimer. Mm-hmm. Louis Latimer. Uh, he's also the man who invented the filament that uh, that keeps the light bulb from blowing out, uh, makes it last longer. So when they talk about the invention of the light bulb, uh, it would not have been possible without that filament that was created yeah. to go inside the light bulb. You're talking about Lewis Howard Latimer. That's right, yeah. Lewis H. Latimer, that's correct. That's and uh, also... The evaporative air conditioner, the evaporative air conditioner. Yeah, I have to say, my light bulb has been lasting for... Because it's the light is starting to get dim, but it's actually been lasting okay. for a year, maybe more. I, just, I, don't, I don't use my light much, but thank Brother Latimer. <laughs> we can also uh, thank Frederick McKinley Jones. <laughs> he was the inventor, mm. first successful system of mobile refrigeration. Mm. Right. <laughs> so we didn't have to use salt right. anymore to keep our food fresh. That's right. Preserve another black man. <laughs> another black man, yeah. and it, it made the, the mobile the other truck. That's right. The the the, the mobile refrigeration. That's yeah. right. That's right. Okay. Good job, Mobili. Look at you. <laughs> Look at Mobili. See, I just know stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do your research. <laughs> research. We'll get you a cookie, Mobili. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, All right, right, so let's go to our next call. Okay. We're CBD cookies now. <laughs> oh, Lord. Caller, you were on the Sunday forum. Hello. Hello. Hello, what's going on, man? And you know what it is, Brother African. Yes, no sir, Brother African, what's going on, man? Man, like I said, no complaints, no problems that can't solve. I just want to uh, jump in. I, I don't have, I know today seems to be a, a, a festive, a festive uh, show, but I, I, and I apologize, I don't have anything really funny to contribute, but I do want to share a few African proverbs. You know, it says that, uh, it says that a man who knows proverbs can solve problems, and I, I heard your announcement about the, the city of Tampa uh, doing something about the soul and the at C. Bryce Andrews Library, and that's good. I mean, I guess it is, but I just want to share some African proverbs that came to mind when I heard that. It's one of the Ghanaian proverbs that says, he who seems to be working for you may be working against you. Mm. Uh, another proverb that came to mind is uh, people give, uh, but don't be in a hurry to take. And the last proverb is a, uh, 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 also an African proverb that says, uh, oh, but those, well, those two things are, you know, about that cheap by Andrews and the soul thing. But this other proverb came to mind where I thought of those proverbs triggered by this um, announcement around the library. Uh, another proverb came to mind regarding the topic about the, you know, the, the, the toxic environment and, uh, you know, 
the Tico and the gas people and the, all the right. stuff they're doing to, uh, to, that harms the African community. He who looks for honey, this is the African proverb, he who looks for honey must have the courage to face the bees. I remember mm-hmm. hearing stories of uh, Africans who, you know, uh, had a problem with the bus system and, and stopped taking the bus and walked for miles every day for, you know, I think it was, you know, hundreds of days. Uh, you know, because they had a problem with uh, with this bus thing. But um, I don't know that many of us these days have that same uh, gumption, if you will. And right. I, that reminds me of, and I, I know I'm doing a lot of uh, quoting today, but I just, if you will, just tolerate me for a moment longer. Uh, Malcolm X, you know, once said that as long as the white man sent you to Korea, you bled. He sent you to Germany, you bled. He sent you to South to fight the Japanese, you bled, you bleed for white people, but when it comes time to seeing your own churches being bombed, little black girls being murdered, you haven't got no blood. You bleed when the white man says bleed, you bite when the white man says bite, and you bark when the white man says bark. And I hate to say it, uh, he goes on to, to say more, and like Malcolm, I hate to say it, we, we talk a lot of stuff about uh, this environment, this and this environment, that, but who amongst us who, you know, think it should change? Uh, no recognizes that it needs to change. It's willing to walk. You ain't got, I mean, you don't, you don't have to use electricity. You know how I know? Because a lot of us on the continent ain't got electricity, and we live. You understand? Mm-hmm. We don't have the internet all day long, and we live. We ain't got air conditioning, and we live. You understand? So we, we have the ability not to just sit back and wait for Congress to, you know, tell us they care about what's going on in our community or pretend like they do. We have the power. We have it within our own ability to stop using electricity learn how to cook on a grill uh you know uh uh uh, stop using the air conditioning stop stop burning the lights i mean stop driving get your fat ass up and walk i mean you can we can do this kind of thing you know uh i mean it's within our ability and our power to do it and then if they if they don't have people consuming it then they it's it's gonna be a uh it's going to be an uh inequity in the uh supply and demand scale and they're gonna have to make some decisions so uh this you know we we don't you know it's the, the woe is me uh you know uh violin string uh song is one is good but you know uh he who seeks honey has to have the courage to face the bees we have to struggle and as far as this you know organized organized you know organizing this organizing that Tim Namali is the I think somebody even brought up a vanguard organization there's only one vanguard organization that has stood the test of time for 50 years combating the the uh, colonialism and the, the the colonial mode of production that causes us to suffer this environmental stuff the police brutality the housing crisis the economic uh uh, uh poverty and food there's all this stuff there's only one organization that's the african people's socialist party join the organization but if you want the honey you got to be willing to face the bees and people africans won't join the party because they ain't got the discipline uh, uh and the desire of enough to struggle. They don't have the fire and desire enough to struggle. And we're going to have to struggle our way out of this thing. And I, I just wanted to share those things. I mean, it's been a very important show and uh, it, it, it certainly uh, called to memory these uh, uh, words of ancestors that, 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 had, that had, you know, some, some understanding of how to change the world. That's what we got to be about. And I appreciate you allowing me to share. Uhuru. Hey, man. Uhuru, brother. Brother African. Uh, this brother Life Malcolm. You know, He's absolutely right. Absolutely right. One of the things I came up with, uh, we had a meeting. How many people know that Tico is owned by Emera, or what Emera even is? I don't. And, and so, Mabili? Yes, sir. Did you know that? Yeah, when you told me. Okay. <laughs> he meant, did you know before? Okay. But, right. No, it's all right. It's all right. So... <laughs> I didn't know either. So, so, <laughs> yeah. so, so check it out. Mm-hmm. I had a listening, a community listening session mm-hmm. so that people from our community would be able to listen in on and take part in the stockholders meeting, the American stockholders meeting. And we do it every May. That's an important meeting because... Uh, 
as I was listening when I when I started working on this, this whole campaign, this Beyond Coal campaign, I started noticing that people were the, the tactic is to utilize utilize those people who are stockholders and their 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 the rule that said that only stockholders may have may speak or have a proxy to speak in their place right during the time of the meetings mm-hmm. if we could get people to purchase Billy, we've had this discussion right my idea was to encourage people to purchase stocks for the purpose of being able to participate in the meeting right which means they'd be outnumbering and be able to control the meeting and control the outcomes that would that would come from this particular meeting. That's one solution. That's one solution that some people may agree with, some people may disagree with because they're buying their stock. But it also puts a control factor into it. And that control factor is money. Right? I mean, a lot of people have and can get like forty some dollars, you know, mm-hmm. uh, put some money together in order to get a stock option for the purposes of being able to vote or uh, sway a vote or to to scare these folks into understanding that our numbers are real. That's what you heard life talk about right there. Aren't, you know, they, they need to be jolted into the reality that we are the consumers and that we put money in their pockets. We've got to be able to take control of our situation. And I think that that's one good way to do it. But, you know, uh, we're going we're gonna to keep pushing and trying to find those, those ways of getting it done. Uh, so, so, okay, so it's 48 minutes, 48 minutes past the hour of nine Let's look. Let's go to the phone calls. Okay. Get it. Caller, you're on the Sunday Forum. Oh, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is uh, Chris Steiner, Clearwater. Hello. Hey, Chris. What's going on? Hey, uh, I just want to respond to what Billy had commented on for my call last week. Uh, so I'd be... No, no, no. Wait, 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 Chris, let me stop you. Let me stop you. Nope. If it's not, it has nothing to do... If it has nothing to do with what we're discussing right now, we are not taking any calls. Any call well, it has for that. to do with poor people. It has to do with the economy. Uh, it has to do with, you know, when the you know the first world gets the cold, the rest, the third world uh, dies, catches pneumonia, or dies, and and okay. uh, that's it is all about economics. And uh, you know, it has to do with uh, what he had said is regarding the Great Barrington Declaration. I mentioned he called it the Great Barringer Declaration, even after I. had named it twice, so uh, I know he didn't do his research, and, and he called it stupid, which, you know, calls the Great Barrington Declaration calls, as I mentioned, for focus protection on the frail from COVID, for protection from COVID, on the frail, the weak, uh, and uh, he had said that everybody needs protection from COVID. Well, that's, if you do a web search of age, stratified, comorbidities, risk, COVID, you'll find that it affects mostly the older people. And uh, you can go to the Cleveland Clinic's website and calculate your risk at riskcalc.org. But uh, with COVID, the fewer, the ACE2 receptors, um, they, they have fewer ACE2 receptors, so they're less likely to uh, have an infection from coronaviruses. Uh, however, influenza disproportionately affects both older and younger, so the truth is the exact opposite of what Mobili said. Okay, look, look, and, let, me stop, let me stop you there. Let me stop you there. So we are getting away from it. We're getting away from the discussion. The discussion is on the issue of the global warming that, that we're faced with, okay, and how we can mobilize in order to in order to stop it, combat it, create well, vanguards, and so forth. Don't shut down the whole economy is what I'm saying. Is just protect, focus our resources on protecting those who are frail, and then we won't have so much drug addiction, which is the Anglo-Saxon American, Anglo-American model of the British East India Company of addicting folks and deceiving them to feel as if they, they're dependent on a substance to feel good. And, and uh, you know, it's, it, it's like kind of astonishing, uh, you know, because Mobili said it might work for that kind of approach, might work for the flu, but not for COVID. Um, well, it's, it's astonishing that the CDC 
says on their own website at cdc.gov slash flu slash weekly slash overview that they suspended data collection for the 2020-21 influenza season and then retired the system. So that shows how much they con- they're concerned about the young and the and the elderly, which are susceptible to flu. And, uh, you know, they obfuscate the data. They're not, they're not checking it out. Um, you know, and almost a year ago, Mobili said he didn't know the risk of dying from COVID, but he thought it was pretty high. So, uh, you know, when he said he got that Moderna shot, apparently he's afraid to do the research or the risk-to-benefit ratio to taking the medication. Some people are so scared to stand up for their rights and their wealth that they won't ask for, they won't research, they won't ask for questions. You know, if we go through a shutdown, what does the epidemiological data show that's going to allow us to be shut down and then be opened up again? Are well, we afraid a- to ask those questions? You know, what what's the hospital census supposed to be? Uh, you know, specific businesses, you know, why are the big box stores allowed to stay open and liquor stores and strip clubs, but then mom and pop stores uh, right. and owned or shut down. And Chris, uh, we'll, we'll there's, see, no, we'll there's no epidemiological data. You know, people do Freedom of Information Act requests and, and they don't get that. Well, no, there, there, there's, there's not, there's no epidemiological data on it, primarily because of the fact that it's still very new and, and it's ever changing. And so that that's, that's one reason. But, but again, um, I'm going to have to stop you there because we have other people that are, that are, that are on the line waiting and we got to get through it's now 52 uh, after the hour and we got to make sure we get these, these people on the line. Okay. And we got to stay on task with what we're talking about, but, um, yeah. you know, another time. Okay. Yeah. Well, right, to, answer his, to answer his question back when the original virus, which is now extinct, the alpha variant came out, CDC reported that 94% of those who had died had comorbidities, obesity is a huge factor, 6% had no diagnosed comorbidities. So if you catch COVID without comorbidities, you're at 6% chance of dying. <laughs> okay. Okay, next caller, you're on, you're, on you're on the Sunday Forum. Hello? Good morning. Yeah, good morning. Good morning. Hi, I'm calling from St. Pete, and I was listening to your show, and there was a little piece on there about Tina Marie. Mm-hmm. And um, music and how there is this thing about um, white people doing black music. And when I heard the mention of Tina Marie, it took me back to when I was in high school because Tina Marie is one of the people I would call the real deal. She wasn't fronting. She wasn't faking. She was just Tina. And that's why she has come to be known by so many black people as just straight up Lady T. When she that's sang, right. Yeah. She did sing, and she did sound like a sister when she was singing because she was a sister. Mm-hmm. And not to say that she was trying to front or perpetrate, but it's more of who she related to. She just that's who she related to. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And well, that's life in general is who, you, how you relate versus what your race is. And staying on the topic of black music. You got to take a little deeper dive with this because when we talk about black music and what black music has been and how it has been sort of um, taken over by people such as Elvis Presley and how it's always been said that he took what black people had been doing and he was able to do it bigger and larger because he was more um, more, more equipped, more equipped with yeah, better equipped with it with, with the, the white audience. Now let, wait, wait, let, me, let me stop you right there. Let me stop you right there because that that really was not that it's subject matter that we that, that we're on right now. We're okay. on the issue of uh, of the environment and, and its effect on our community, and trying to get solutions with regard to what with how we can mobilize to change that issue uh, oh, in our community. Okay, here is one. Um one thing I would put out as a solution, and it goes a long way, and I do it. Recycle, recycle, recycle. I take, I took my recycle out to the recycle bin yesterday, and I always have four to five times more, I'll use this term loosely, garbage to recycle than I do to throw away. If we recycle more than we throw away, it will help reduce what's going on in these incinerators in these landfills, such as the one right over here off of 275 when you come off the Howard Franklin Bridge. Right as you get to that first overpass past 4th Street, look to your right. You'll see that big hump. That's a landfill. 
and it's just full of stuff that could be recycled. So I would just say that one piece and let it go recycle. Thank you. Have a good day. All right. All right. Thank you very you much, too. brother. We appreciate that. You know, we, we should do a, a segment on music one day. No, we are. So we, we are going to okay. do that. Oh, yeah. Um, while you were out. <laughs> No, do it while I'm here. No, I'm no, here no, 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 because we're going to get you behind the scene. That's what we're going to get. <laughs> get out. Okay, so we got, um, let, let me read some of the things that we have since we only have a few minutes left. All right. Um, David Gonzalez uh, thinks that, <laughs> well, let me not read that one. Ah, okay. okay. Um, he must have said something rude. Mike Randall. Right. Mike Randolph. <laughs> no, I, I don't want to give. I don't want to give fuel to mm-hmm. anything that that that's not relevant to what we're talking about. Okay. Uh, but I, I got you, David. I, I do understand where, where you're going with that. Uh, Mike Randolph. Mike Randolph says, "Send me something on what you're doing." I have a list of, to every neighborhood group in Tampa to mobilize from the bottom up. You got it, Mike. We're gonna we're gonna work on that. Let's get together and do that. Um, thank you for joining us, Reggie Reggie Robinson. Um, David Gonzalez does say here, imagine a religious organizing organization working for poor people instead of the right wing working for political power. Mm, imagine that. Um, Nerman Orkin, hey Nerm, uh, opinion, I think it's burning due to military industrial comple- complexities and corporate cause. Let's talk about it. I think you're right, Nerman. I think you're right. What do you guys think? Uh, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. I think so. Um, let's see what else we got. What we also we got? have emails, but what emails we got? Oh, we got emails. Okay. I think we got a couple minutes. We can get to the emails. Okay. What we got? Emails. Uh, so the first one said, "Talk to me nice. Talk to me nice." It was from Lucas. He said, "I check y'all out on each Sunday morning, but this may be the best yet. Excellent commentary and tunes. Thanks." And then Joe Porter said, response to Sunday Forum caller just now have been told multiple times that recycling in Pinellas County is simply incinerated. In, incinerated. Is that true? Yeah. He just wants to know, is that true? Okay. And then uh, <laughs> Chris, okay, so Nerman said, uh, dear Walter, Chris did it again. Took over the show with his crap. Well, let, let's, let's, okay. We're going to go there. We're gonna... <laughs> Oh, all right, all right. And then, uh, okay, so someone left a message. Good morning. We need to reinform building codes whereby gray mm. water is pumped into the ground. Dirty water gets recycled. We are not thinking forward. Florida is using two times the water we have now. This is truth. This is truth. Okay. All right. Anything else? Nope. That was uh, that was it. That's it. That's mm-hmm. it. Hey, folks, listen. Thank you for joining us here on the Sunday Forum as we discuss the issue of our community is burning. What are you going to do about it? Now, every week, I'm going to bring it up. Billy, yeah. Rico, I'm bringing it up. Okay. <laughs> if I'm not here, you bring it up. Okay. You want to hear solutions for this issue because our communities are the ones that are burning up faster and worse than anybody else. All right, so we want we're gonna bring it up to you, folks. I want to hear something from somebody, leaders. Don't try, don't don't try to duck it, cause I'm coming to you. All right, right here on the Sunday Forum. Hey, listen, thank you everybody for joining us on the Sunday Forum on the Facebook page, uh, and 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 live right there on the radio. And as always, from right here, from my voice to the radio waves to the hearts and the minds of the people out there, we love you. And there's absolutely nothing you can do about it here on the Sunday Forum. Thanks for joining us. We got the Who Nanny. <laughs> yeah. Coming up next. Yes, we do. Peace, everybody. This is Ben W. MF Town.